listening to the Becoming More Me podcast with me, Teresa Lear Levine. You're already enough, but if you're anything like me, you thrive when you're stretching and developing yourself, creating more of the person you feel called to be. This podcast is here to inspire and support you. Let's release the negative, reinforce the positive, and elevate our vibe together as we tap into our limitless potential to transform and grow. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in today. Well, today I want to talk about meditation because I think that pretty much everyone has a preconceived idea of what meditation should be. And I think a lot of people think they're either not doing it right, or they're not capable of it, or they could be doing it differently or whatever. Or maybe that's just my own perfectionistic, you know, detail-oriented mind. Anything is possible. But there are so many types of meditation out there. And as an EFT practitioner, I love mixing them up and I love incorporating EFT into my meditations when I can. And as you guys know, if you've listened or followed me at all, I also have ADHD. So for me, mindfulness is sometimes an even harder challenge because. I always feel like my brain is doing a hundred things and it can be really hard to slow it down, calm it down, shut it off, whatever you want to call it. But I've gotten so much better at it over the years. I started to practice forms of meditation off and on in my twenties, not very consistently. And somewhere around the time that I probably had Jason who just turned eight, I started doing it much more regularly. And in the last, in the last five years, I really can't think of a day that's gone by that I haven't practiced some kind of a mindfulness exercise. And that's huge. I remember, you know, I would use apps and things to meditate and do guided meditations. And I would have awesome streaks of, you know, 500 and some days or whatever. I remember when I broke that streak and it was, it wasn't because I stopped meditating. It was because I tried a different meditation and a different platform. And I forgot to do the one on that particular app, but it was, it was kind of heartbreaking. And it was also kind of freeing at the same time, because it was like, cool. Now I'm, now I'm free to roam about the cabin, try new things, do other things. And I, I think I was a little bit in need of that change, but I I do like routine. So typically I do some form of guided meditation right when I'm waking up in the morning and I like to do it in the, in the evening, but I will say, um, and I'm a big fan of the calm app. There's this sleep story on there, um, called sleepy pause. It's about 15 minutes long. And my four-year-old has been like addicted to that one sleep story. They've got hundreds of amazing sleep stories. They always put new ones out. They're they're great. And I never actually can tell you what happens in any of them from beginning to end because they relax me and I fall asleep, but he loves this sleepy pause one. And it's the perfect amount of time for us to just snuggle. He listens to it. And when he hears that last line of the meditation, he goes, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. And he goes and gets in his bed. So, and by that time I'm already sleepy and it's kind of changed my evening meditation, but I love, love, love that time snuggling with him. And that in and of itself, honestly, is meditation. And I'm sitting there and I'm breathing and I'm calming myself and I am enjoying just 
inhaling the wonderful smell of his freshly washed hair and his body snuggled up against mine and the feeling of just being loved and wanted by this child and having that be the way that he likes to end his day that has so many meditative qualities to it. So I have opened my mind up to that as being part of my meditation routine. But I normally also take pause in the afternoon and you know if I'm out and about sometimes I just, you know, recline the seat in my car, stick some earbuds in and do some kind of a meditation for whatever time I have. You know, you can you can meditate in a minute, 3 minutes, 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever. So don't ever let time be a constraint or feel like it's not good enough to just do a short meditation. If I'm at home, I like to lay down. And if I'm being completely honest, falling asleep for some period of my meditation time is quite normal for me. And I don't see any problem with that anymore. I used to judge myself for that and think, oh, well, you know, I'm not meditating because I fell asleep. Like, you know what? If I'm relaxed enough that I can fall asleep. And I feel like when you get into certain thought processes and meditative states that there's all sorts of stuff that's still happening while you know you're not as conscious as you are when you're awake and i think there's value to that so i just wanted to kind of talk about some different forms of meditation to open up your mind to that today and you know just understand that there's there's possibilities out there that you may not be aware of and that they're all good so we all know that there are benefits to meditation. That's why, you know, everybody pretty much would recommend that we all meditate. So you have stress reduction, obviously, and an increase in ability to focus and also self-control, which I think is often overlooked as a benefit, but it's a huge benefit of doing any kind of meditation, some more than others. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of different types of meditation out there. And what I think most people are familiar with, and also I would recommend a lot of people would start with would be some kind of a mindfulness breathing type meditation, but that's also difficult for some people because it's two things. You're focusing on the breath and the sensation of the breath, and you're also allowing your thoughts to come in, noticing them, allowing them to go, coming back to the breathing. So that can be a little bit much, but it, you know, that falls under the label of open awareness meditation. And in addition to those benefits that are synonymous with any form of meditation, it's also great for creativity. It's great for problem solving. It's great for just honestly learning to let go of things and allow them to come and allow them to go. Allow the thoughts to come, allow the thoughts to go, allow the breath to come in, allow the breath to go. It's just, it really gets you into that, that flow, but it can be hard if you're an overthinker and I can be an overthinker. So it can be hard. I will say that almost every meditation that I do is guided in some way. Even if I were just to do like an ohm meditation, I would rather do that guided with somebody else oming along with me than myself. I don't know. I just, I get way off focus when left to my own devices. So just being honest. Um, another form of meditation you may or may not be familiar with is meta meditation. And that is M-E-T-A. Um, and so that is one where you're, it's, it's also sometimes called a loving kindness meditation. And with that, you're going to be directing things to yourself. Like, may I be calm? May I be happy? 
may I be at peace, those kind of things. And then you're going to be directing those things to others. So may you be happy. May you be calm. May you be at peace. And then you might, you know, you might be thinking about someone, you know, when you're saying it, um, for someone else. And then you also might be thinking about a stranger, somebody you don't know at all and wishing those wonderful things for them too. And then wishing it for everyone in the universe, everyone in the world. And loving kindness or meta meditation is great for improving and boosting our empathy. It's great for self-love. It's great for trauma and PTSD and understanding forgiveness a little bit better and being able to find it. And it's also, um, interestingly enough, it can be really helpful for people who maybe aren't as good with social skills so that they can really think of different perspectives and put themselves in other shoes um, and create more awareness there. So I like it for that. Now, any of these forms of meditation that I'm talking about today are available as guided meditation, but sometimes people use guided meditation as its own meditation category, but really it could be anything that's guided. So, and you can find awesome, awesome things to follow along with on, on YouTube or apps, um, just, you know, out there, just, you know, if you search like what you're trying to work on, like, let's say, you know, it's forgiveness and you want to do a meta meditation and, you want to also have some binaural beats or something. You could just search those three things and I'll bet you'd find something amazing to listen to and use. There's just so much out there these days. Now, another form of meditation is a focused attention meditation. And I find this one really, really hard, but for some people, it's really, really easy because there's really only one thing that you're doing. And that is focusing, whether that is on a sound or an object or a feeling in your body, maybe a physical feeling. You're just focusing on that. That's it. I find it tedious and boring and really, really hard. But (laughs) for those who are enjoy that kind of thought and focus and you know, probably it'd be great for me too, just because it is a challenge and it shows that there are some areas I could use to strengthen there. Um, it is great for performance. It is great for increasing your ability to focus on things, maybe studying or doing more tedious focusing tasks for your job, that kind of thing. It can also be great for ADHD and just general focus, but it's not as much mindfulness in my opinion, because you're not really getting a chance to observe your thoughts or I don't know. I kind of enjoy the, the mind wandering and bringing it back and the mind wandering and bringing it back and getting to take note of like where my mind's going or what's coming in. And I find that just really interesting. So I enjoy that, but focused, um, attention meditation does stimulate a part of our brain that other meditations don't necessarily hit quite as directly. And that's the anterior um, congelate cortex. So that is the area of our brain that helps us to like to detect errors or problems. It helps us with overcoming impulsiveness and just some problem solving. So it's going to give you a better result there. Like if you're somebody that's looking for a, a results oriented meditation in like real 
real life and like productivity and outcomes there, it might be the perfect one for you. And maybe you don't feel like analyzing your mind or getting into that kind of stuff. That's cool. There's also mantra meditation. So that's where you're going to be, you know, just repeating something positive. And again, you can do all these guided. So there it's really just important to focus on positive. So maybe your mantra is I am at peace, which would be way better than if your mantra was, I am not anxious. Maybe both of those kind of sort of mean the same thing, but when we're working on belief changing and things, we want to try to focus on the positive, but as an EFT practitioner, I also know that mantra meditations, affirmations, those kind of things can be really difficult if you haven't worked on the negative aspects first. It's a lot easier to say, I am at peace if you've worked on the negative aspects of that anxiety that's keeping you from that peace presently. It can be really hard to plant that seed and get it to stick otherwise, but that's how mantra meditation works. So I'm not saying that it's easy or hundred percent. If you, you know say those things over and over again, that it's going to totally change those beliefs it might get you moving in the right direction though. So perhaps, you know, I am confident could be your mantra versus I am overcoming self-doubt. So those would be like better ways to phrase those things. But I'm just saying from the, the perspective of, you know, therapy and emotional freedom technique, I think it's really important to work on that self-doubt or work on that anxiousness and where it's coming from and, what your feelings are about it before moving into like the icing on the cake, the mantra, the affirmation, that kind of thing. So then we also have pranayama meditation, which I I mean, some people just think that's a a breathing technique. Some people call it a meditation up to you. It's box breathing. If you've ever heard of that. So that's where you breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four. Um, It's the only form of meditation though, that's actually going to help with your lung strength. In addition to some of those other benefits that go along with all the forms of meditation. And it's great for, you know, calming as well as just your bodily systems, like your blood pressure and things like that are positively affected by doing that box breathing. And it just gives you one thing to focus on, which can be, um, great. So, you know, um, and it's, for me, that's a little easier of a thing to focus on than like if I were focusing on an object or something with the focused attention, because we all have to breathe anyway. So putting focus on something that you're already doing a little bit easier. Um, and then we have moving meditation, which I personally like for me, it's like multitasking meditation. And as much as multitasking is a myth and I know it, and I realize it life is busy. So if I can be focusing on you know, the feeling of the ground underneath my feet while I am taking a walk. I feel like that's awesome because I have now gotten some steps in, gotten some physical exercise and also spent that time, you know, feeling that next move of my foot, feeling the way that my foot hits the ground, feeling the earth underneath of it, experiencing the way the breath feels in the outdoors and the temperature of the air and just really experiencing that walk. It could, you can, you can do it with other mundane things too. I mean, you could be doing it while you're emptying the dishes or taking a shower or something like that. So that is moving meditation and just being very, very mindful about the way you are moving and the way that you're feeling while you are doing that. So you're not just letting your mind wander, but that can often happen while you're doing that other thing. And it can be, it can be challenging, but that's, that's the purpose. And the reason for meditation is for that challenge to arise and for you to come back to what you were doing. So like go and come back. Okay. You know, and not be hard on yourself for the fact that, you know, instead of focusing on the way the ground felt under your feet, all of a sudden you're thinking about that meeting that you need to be in this afternoon. And are you prepared for it? 
okay, I'm no longer focusing on the ground beneath my feet. It's time to return to that. And then you do. So I mean, that's the whole purpose. So it's okay. And we have to be way less hard on ourselves about um, how we show up there. But with any and all of those forms of meditation, you can add in, you know, like the EFT um, pressure points. A lot of times if I'm meditating, and if you're watching the video, you'll see this, like I rub those sore spots on my chest while I'm doing it. And that helps me to release more of the stress or the anxiousness. Sometimes I will tap while I'm doing a guided meditation and literally go through the tapping points, the top of the head and the eyebrow and the side of the eye, under the eye, below the nose, below the lip, the collarbone point and under the arm while I am doing a guided meditation and just, just thinking and just, you know, um, focusing on breath or whatever else. But sometimes it's too much, you know, kind of like trying to pat your head and rub your belly. You'll know the areas and the places where you can add in tapping. You can also use tapping as a meditation and you can combine that with a binaural beats track or something. Maybe you want to tap on something while you're listening to, you know, the different, um, the different tones in your left and right ear that are focused on something. You do some binaural beats for forgiveness or for love or for physical pain or whatever, while you do tapping rounds on those. And there's guided things for both. In fact, I've found some things out there where they've combined the EFT with the binaural beats and one track that you can listen to. So there's just so many ways that we can do this. And honestly, as of late, tapping while I'm driving has become a big thing. I just don't, I don't use the karate chop point because, you know, I've got, you know, at least one hand on the wheel. (laughs) And, you know, when I'm on roads that I know where I can handle the one, I can, you know, do my setup phrases while I rub the sore spot and I can get to the points and I can repeat. While I'm doing a guided tapping meditation, I don't normally try to do off the cuff meditations. I'll just do play a, play a tapping meditation of, of mine, you know, go over to YouTube or Instagram. I've got plenty of tap alongs and you could literally do that while you're doing something else too. So, and you know, it's not, it's, it's still going to be really effective. So it just depends on your, your comfortability level. I would not recommend doing it in like high traffic, stop and go traffic or anything like that. But when I'm just driving the regular, like roads around my place of residence that are, you know, really laid back and non-trafficy and stuff, I feel like that is, it's a very okay thing to do, but go with your own level of comfort and safety there, of course, as always. Um, but yeah, so there's meditation in a nutshell. Hopefully you can find something there that resonates with you. And if you'd like to add in more EFT with your meditation and try some different things, then grab that link that is in the show notes here, and you'll get an awesome ebook that has a bunch of different ways that you can use tapping for all different things that you want to address in your life. And it's fun. So, and you can see how it feels and see how you want to incorporate it into your meditation routine. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend or post on social media and tag me so I can personally connect and thank you. Until next time, keep taking bold and brave action steps towards becoming more of who you want to be in this world. You are capable, you are worthy, and you are enough. Keep shining your light.